morning, Turks and Caicos. Welcome to the program, Expressions. I'm your host, Robert Hall, on this lovely Monday morning. Good morning to you wherever you are in these Turks and Caicos Islands, whether you're all the way down there in West Caicos, what's going on down there? Need to have a report. Over in Amagree's Keys, how are the workers there? Some are complaining. Will somebody look into their plight? How's it down there in Providenciales? Understand things are really busy. Over there in Pine Key, Parrot Key, over on the twin islands of North and Middle Caicos, how are you? Over there in the Big South and here in the nation's capital, Grand Turk and Salt Key. Let's hope all of you are doing model fine. I thank God that I am really, really fine. Oh, yeah. Let us begin the show with a word of prayer. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for all of us who have made it to this day. And for those souls who have departed, we hope that they have been able to make peace with God. We pray at this time for all families with various illnesses, some in hospitals, here and abroad. If it is your will, we pray that you will extend your healing hands to them. There are those who are suffering the loss of loved ones. We pray that you will surround them all with your love and comfort them in this difficult time. We bear up in our prayers uh, the family of the late Rose um, Smith. We pray that you would guide and comfort all those who weep as a result of her departure. There are others whom I may not be aware of, but we pray, dear Father, that you would also comfort them. Take charge of this program today, and may it be a blessing to someone somewhere down the line. These favors we ask in your dear son's name. Amen. Amen. Well, I have a very, very interesting program lineup today, as I try to do every day when I'm on the show. And I'm going to dedicate this show particularly to the boys under the tree here in Grand Turk, to Gerald and the boys down there in Providenciales. To Gordo and the boys in Middle Caicos. To the Fat Brothers and the boys over there in North Caicos. To my brother Christy and the boys down in the Big South. To Shine and his Sulky Ferry crew and others over there in Sulky. So tune in wherever you are. Ah, you're going to get some interesting details 
else you're going to have a good, good laugh. I hope you don't laugh till you cry. <laughs> All right, I feel like I'm on a roll, you know. And so what I'm going to do, I'm going to kick it off this morning with a Tina Turner. I'm having a few dance with Tina Turner this morning. I'm going to kick it off with rolling on a river. Aha, I feel like rolling. <laughs> yes. You know... Every now and then, I think you might like to hear something from us. Nice. Easy. But there's just one thing. You see, we'd never, ever do nothing. Nice. Easy. We always do it. Nice. Rough. But we're going to take the beginning of this song and do it easy. But then we're going to do the finish. Rough. Proud it's the way we do. Proud Mary. And we're rolling. Rolling. Rolling on the river. Listen to the story. Left a good job in the city. Keep on. 
Yes, but I tell you, I want us to get that uh, whole internet situation sorted out so that you all could see how I'm ruling. You know, when uh, I tell you music like this play, I really feel like I'm ruling. So I don't listen to a uh, big boy who talk, but I, when I dance, only the upper portion of my body moving, making mock of my knees that they don't move as fast as they used to before. But all right, I'm going to show them something. You get what I'm saying? I still got some move because I'm rolling. <laughs> and today I feel like I'm rolling on a river. How do you feel? Well, you don't have to roll on a river. We got lovely beaches here in the Turks and Caicos Islands. Wherever you are, get out there and just roll. <laughs> yes, man. Life can be beautiful. Uh, you know, you can't sit down and just complain about everything else. You know, just enjoy what's there. Come on, there's one life to live. After that, the judgment. <laughs> uh, boy, I don't know how some of us are going to fare on that great day. But anyway, let me move along. And my prayers, and earlier, basically expressed sympathies to all those who are suffering loss of loved ones. And I did mention Miss Ruthven Smith. She was a very dear friend of mine. We had so many, many chats over the years. She always liked my opinion on things and how they're going, and I gladly gave it to her. Uh, sometimes I'd held to get away because she just wanted to continue and continue. And she liked teasing me about certain things of life. And um, after almost every conversation, she said, Boy, go in the fridge and get something cool to cool yourself down. You know, sometimes I wanted it, sometimes I didn't. And she would almost force it on you. Come on, go and get something for yourself. She was a blessed soul. Of course, since her illness and with the combination of COVID, I haven't seen her or much or been in contact with her, but um, I have very pleasant memories of her. And, of course, I've always been pretty close to the family, and I regard all the children as good friends of mine. Arabella, of course, who was um, a political colleague of mine, we served in government together. And uh, I happen to have been the MC at two of the children's wedding. I ain't going to tell you which two, because I'm timing a like too much business, all right? <laughs> and, of course, Yellow Man and I are pretty good friends, all right? And so my sympathies go out to them. Anyone else who may have lost a loved one uh, do have my deepest sympathy. Radio Turks and Caicos and the program Expressions. Join me and my family in wishing you all sincere condolences. Now let me just skip through a few items before I get down to some of the main ones. And so just to give you an idea of what you need to look forward to today, I am going to speak for a few minutes about Senator Stephen Payne who was expelled from the U.S. Virgin Islands Senate. I am going to speak a little bit about the North Caicos and Middle Caicos Chamber of Commerce and some un ambitious undertaking. 
I'm going to do a little bit on stimulus and baskets of goodies for Turks and Caicos Islands. And the one I want you to pay attention to, you students and adults, because it gives you a lot of facts and some humors. From Jags to Washi. <laughs> Stay tuned for that one. From Jags to Washi. As Robert Hall, and only Robert Hall, will do it. I tell you. Some of you will say, stop blowing your own trumpet. But the point is, some murky waters that I'm prepared to dive in, some people wouldn't venture in. But like they say in this business, you got to have turbid skin. You got to be tough. All right? You got to be tough. So let me skip through a few smaller items and then move on. Well, as you may have heard me say, and those of you who follow politics on Facebook, down in St. Kitts and Nevis, they are counting the days to the 5th of August when there will be general elections in the twin island state of St. Kitts and Nevis. On a previous program, I spoke about the secession of Anguilla from the original tri-state St. Kitts, Nevis, and Anguilla. So now it's just, in fact, the proper name, St. Christopher and Nevis. Okay? Right now, the government is heading, headed by Timothy Harris, Prime Minister. I have predicted before, and I'm on a roll, and I'm predicting again, that come the 5th of August, Timothy Harris will be a goner. Not guana, you know. I wouldn't be so unkind. He will be a goner. You know what that means? Bush crack, man gone. There will be a new prime minister. All right? Now, you could take that check to the bank and it ain't going bunks. All right? Let me skip over nearby Bahamas. Unfortunately, tragedy struck in Bahamian waters. As a result of what appears to be a huge smuggling ring, a boat overturned in rough sea, apparently headed for Miami, and some 17 persons lost their lives, including a little baby. A large number were rescued. Thank God. When will tragedies like these end? 
despite the Haitians being aware of the treacherous seas, the many who have been swallowed up by the ocean, yet I can bet this very moment there are dozens and safe houses being guarded, waiting on the next voyage. It is so sad. And there seem to be no solution in sight. Charlene couldn't stop the sloops. The Bahamas can't stop the sloops or stop those leaving there. The sheriff, I'm yet to get him on the show because I'm going to ask him the same question. But with all the braggadocia, seem like he can't stop the, the sloops. Well, I got a plan. But my plan might not go in effect. Because I ain't sure I run in the next election. You know what I say? I ain't sure. <laughs> Some of you say I got hell to walk and talking about running, eh? <laughs> Been there, done that, though. Yeah. But no doubt, this trade, this human trafficking, will continue for a long while until the situation in Haiti changes. And while the wider community, the international community can help, the Haitians have to resolve within themselves that they want to make a change. And that not everybody can be president at the same time. Not like how they think they could load a six-seater car with 50 people. Or a boat that's only intended for 20. They're going to force 60 on it. And so there will always be tragedies with that kind of mindset. Unfortunately, while we can seek to determine our history, sorry, our future, we cannot change our geography. Certainly can. Someone says Christ can do all things, and I agree with that in many ways. But I firmly believe until Christ comes, Turks and Caicos will always be some 90 miles north of Haiti and the Dominican Republic. On a sporting note, unfortunately, our girl, Miss Smith, didn't do too well in the games in Oregon.
World Championships. But she gave it her best shot. That's what counts at the end of the day. And while I have not been able to speak with the sports minister or the director of sports, the question is still out there. Why isn't she being assisted? Inquiring minds want to know. Any of the relevant persons can certainly call in and clarify the situation. Because it's not easy on the body or on the pocket to compete at that level. And you know what I'm happy about is the fact that, irrespective of where she may have been born, like some of you Turks and Caicos Islanders, even a person being here 30, 40 years, you still call them foreigner. That's absolute nonsense in my book. But this young lady, respective of where she may have been born, when she represents, she always proudly referred to Turks and Caicos as her home. Some of our people who have closer links to Turks and Caicos Islands don't acknowledge it. And so it's good to hear this young lady doing so. And I say we should support her. We have not done the best job in supporting our athletic ambassadors. And I suggest we come up with a proper plan to do so. All cheers and congratulations to the Bahamas, a relatively small country, but it has placed its footstep on the international sporting scene <clears throat> in so many disciplines. And the young lady who triumphed in the 400 meters sure made her country proud. Excellent stamina combined with speed. But as Jamaica approaches its celebration of independence, they have much to be proud of. particularly in the sporting arena. And I wouldn't list their achievements in cricket, in boxing, and in so many other areas. <coughs> but I'll just mention their dominance in sprint events. Going back from Donald Quarry, Ashley Crawford, and you know, the great Usain Bolt, and many others. But the three ladies who finished one, two, three in the 100 meters, wow. 
What speed. What professionalism they display. Congratulations to them and to Jamaica. Like the Jamaicans would say, them little but them talawa. <laughs> Means they're small, but they're mighty. And the world has to reckon with them any time they step on the track, particularly in the sprints. One day, we too will have shining stars out there on the track. Now, let me move on to the British Virgin Islands. British Virgin Islands. There are two groups of Virgin Islands. The British Virgin Islands, Tortula, Virgin Gorder, and a couple others. And the U.S. Virgin Islands, St. Croix, and others. They are not a state of the United States, but it's a territory of, similar to Puerto Rico. And like the United States, and unlike the British Overseas Territories, they have a Senate. And uh, Stephen Payne, a former policeman turned senator, was accused of sexually harassing a staffer. It seems as if that was a habit of his. And so the Ethics Committee of the Senate, who says there is an ethics in politics, despite the many deviants. And they held a hearing allowing Senator Stephen Payne to defend himself against the allegation, but so that you understand what it's all about. He and the staffer had to attend a conference. And so, playing like a gentleman, he offered her a ride and then suggested to her, why not let's save the government some money and share the same hotel room? <laughs> Clever, tricky. The young lady being a decent individual protested and said 
Absolutely not. But Senator Payne, having seen what he wanted badly, commanded her suitcase and took it to his room. So the lady had to go there to get it. Then while in the room, he tried to make sexual advances to her. And even though she protested, even upon leaving, he tried to block her. Ladies, you don't have to give up your precious treasures for favors or just to be looked upon favorably by the high and mighty. Because even the high and mighty do fall sometimes. And the Senate hearing uh, ethics committee recommended to the full Senate that the senator should be suspended for something like 50 days without pay. But the Senate, in their wisdom, felt that that was not strong enough. And for such egregious conduct, the senator should be expelled. And although he tried to refute all the allegations made by the young lady, the Senate expelled him only himself voting against his expulsion. And so the recommendation goes to the governor of the British Virgin Islands, who would have the final decision and most likely would have him thrown out completely. A fate he well deserved. Because politicians must not pray on those who work with them or even who do not work with them. So he deserves what he got. There was a case in Jamaica not too long ago of a member of parliament who was seen on video beating his lover. But unfortunately, some of our women compromise on principles for what they mistakenly call love or for money or as they think to avoid embarrassment hence she would not cooperate 
while the, no, the member is no longer a member of the JLP, he is still a member of the House receiving his salary. If we had similar circumstances in the Turks and Caicos and it came to light, I wonder what would have been the results. Now, absolutely nothing is wrong where consenting adults decide to have a relationship. That's a different matter when it's consensual, both sides. Of course, there still be the moral question of whether it's the right thing to do, but nothing illegal. I sure hope that all our politicians will take stock at, is what, at what is happening elsewhere. Moving on, before I get to stimulus, and from Jake's to Washi, I have spoken many, many times about the activities of the Chamber of Commerce in North and Middle Caicos. And I want to commend them for their efforts. Undoubtedly, the busiest chamber Turks and Caicos has ever had. And I hope that they would keep up with that momentum. Like in sports, sometimes an individual dash out there thinking it's a sprint when it's a long-distance event. And so they collapse along the way. Let's hope this is not the case. I lauded them for their efforts to restore an old Federation building in Kew, North Caicos, and I mentioned how they sought to raise $850 and in short order the community came together and they raised over a thousand. The building is cleared and they're doing necessary renovations. But now they're taking on a major and let me say very, very ambitious program. The government during the Michael Mizik era started the construction of a government complex in Kangbar, Middle Caicos, sandwiched between what was referred to as the DC's office and the clinic. But for many years, that building remains unfinished. The North Caicos Chamber of Commerce 
is in the process of making a request to government for the chamber to convert that complex into a small hotel that Middle Caicos needs so badly. Anything I can do to assist in moving this project forward, just call on me. And I'll be rolling, rolling on a river. This is very ambitious. But it shows their determination to bring improvement to their communities. And like I often say, they are not there sitting at the dock of the bay watching the tide roll away. They're proactive. Some of you will say, I'm jeering you. I'm hoping that some of you would get jealous and get in gear and do likewise. Because right here on Grand Turk, while there are talks about Bohil being sold and large complex taking place, I hope it happens. But you know, I have become a doubting Thomas. Because I have seen people parading in white, marching, predicting how we all are going to be wealthy. But only wealthy I've seen is my sister wealthy. <laughs> Where these hotels are? I even saw foundations laid. All right, you don't laugh, man. You crack me up when I when you laugh. <laughs> I've seen foundations laid. Nothing happened. And I firmly believe for something to get going in Grand Turk of major proportions, it would have to involve the Turks and Caicos Islander or Grand Turk resident who has a stake in it. There are some of you with tall dollars. You can do it. Yes, you can. Banding together like I'm going to suggest in a segment later on. But no. You sit in your comfort zone you run your mouth. Sometimes you talk about what you got. Sometimes you don't talk about how you get it. You talk as if you did it all by yourself. Don't happen that way. But all I'll say to all of you, wherever you are, take a page out of the book of the Chamber of Commerce of North and Middle Caicos. 
Now, this 14 to 1 administration, should I say, before they became the administration and during the campaign, they played this song like a workhorse. We come for this work. We come for this. Are they working? Wait and see. We come for this work. Ladies and gentlemen, sit back where you are and enjoy the show. Come for this work. <laughs> now, let me get down to some stuff to see how well they're doing this work. Well, the PNP came to town ran a good campaign and uh, dethroned the Charlene Cartwright Robinson administration. And uh, sat about the work in earnest. 
And despite what some may say, they have a long list of accomplishments under their belt. They're now about to give their third stimulus. One thousand first, five hundred afterwards, a thousand more. Recognizing the increase in cost of living, food items, electricity, everything gone up. Of course, salaries ain't gone up. No. But nevertheless, this government that calls itself a caring government answered the call. And apart from the third stimulus, for which you need not apply if you got the last 500 because your name is there, and I was trying to ascertain on behalf of the public when they will start dishing out these stimulus. I called two ministers, but they didn't answer. I know one of them listening to this show right now, so you can watch up and tell me. I know you can be sometime in August, but will it be the first week in August, the second, the third? When? Many are saying better early than late. And I know you like to listen to the views of the people. Anyway, I can open the phone line when I finish with my presentations that you could react to this or these things that I'm talking about or any other matter. So you'll have a good half an hour or more for open line. All right? What is commendable is the long list of food items and other essential supplies that are now duty-free because of the exemption this government is providing. On a previous show, I referred to what's happening in Barbados and with a different tax structure, maybe some eight different taxes, they could touch here and touch there. We don't have that. But I'll say no government has been as generous as the government here in Turks and Caicos Islands. I wouldn't even go down to Guyana. Because guess what? The stimulus they give during COVID, of course, is several thousand dollars in Guyanese money, but only amount to $125 U.S. You hear what Robert Hall tell you? $125 U.S. So many of you, when you are putting down Turks and Caicos government, and, and in this case the PNP, think and think again. That is why I often do comparative analysis in terms of what's going on elsewhere. Now, they are not complete analysis, because that will take in a whole lot of details. But I dare say, even summary, 
we still compare favorably with most of them. And so what I'm going to do now, I'm going to turn to my segment from Jake's to Washi. And I want you to pay strict attention as it has some history, some facts, some humor. And here we go from Jake's to Washi. Jake's was our first chief minister. Died on the 9th of May, 1980. He lit a candle, but was not around long enough to see it dispel the darkness. Yes, through his efforts, he ushered in Club Med. Yes, through his efforts, Philatelic Bureau Scholarship Fund was created. And Turks and Caicos Islanders given many, many scholarships to the United States for the first time. Yes, he renegotiated the basis agreement so that Turks and Caicos receive a payment, though it was short-lived. Yes, he preached togetherness and the need for us to advance our Constitution. But unfortunately, as I foresaid, tragedy struck that night over New Jersey, the 9th of May, 1980. Skip, the youngest Chief Minister ever, did not fan the flames despite his youthful exuberance. And was soon dispatched to opposition benches. Norman came and conquered one of the most popular Chief Minister's Day, I say. Hope was dashed as darkness overcame the land, spreading all the way to Florida. Shadowing the good he may have done. N.J.S. Francis came and created a storm culminating with our Constitution being suspended for the first time. The British ruled as they saw fit. not doing away 
with the Legislative Council. But having their way as they see saw fit. Oswald Skippings returned after singing for a second chance. He saw the light, but fainted along the way. Did some things, increasing airlift. Tried to tackle the illegal immigration. You remember the famous or infamous who let the dogs out speech? He called election early as things were going to get worse before they get better. So in came Washi with good intentions. Brought in a chief secretary from the private sector in the UK who did not last long. And while creating a number of institutions, redundancies forced on by the British torpedoed him to opposition benches. Then in came Derek Taylor from Customs, quoting more Bible than economics. but was able to stabilize things. He saw money flow into the government coffers, but claimed we can't spend the people's money just like that. He got two terms and peaked at a third that was not to be. As by election, as a result, of court action following a general election is viewed as a continuation of a general election. Then came Prince Michael things were happening just like that hotels Airlines, causeway, roads, scholarships, promotions abroad, money for work you won't do, you name it. Then came Eve and her entourage and BET and others, what was gold soon turned to brass. Money gone, 
coup attempt, house parole, resignation, bush crack and man gone. Gillian Royal fought on gallantly to save the ship. But British forces invited by many not only checked the spark plug but took the whole engine out suspending our constitution and imposing direct rule for a second time. End result massive debt and economic stagnation. When many thought it was impossible, in came the doc, Dr. Ewan, saying he has the remedy. But the pill proved too bitter, with the CFO controlling everything ensuring that the bond was paid off as demanded by the British and paid off in record time. So the doc was sent back to his practice and further afield where the grass is greener. But note, I say, he will return. They say who run the world, and I hear some people answer and say girls. Well, Charlene came to town preaching righteousness, brotherhood, and sisterhood. So when she told her ministers jump, they were jumping. Only asks how high. But they were handicapped. As Courtney said, she was holding something for them in a bag. One thing for sure, if nothing else, Charlene shattered the glass ceiling becoming the first female to lead a party and government in the TCI. She said she couldn't stop the sloops and that turned out to be true. They're still coming. But a brassy attitude was, was her undoing. She did leave some money for Washington to give out in stimulus in a better way than she did. They call him the old man. But Washi is riding high. Plenty money in the bank, economy doing well, stimulus after stimulus, 
exemption after exemption, welfare increase, free tuition at community college, $10,000 taxi grant to taxis in Grand Turk, $20,000 grant for farmers. Let me stop there. After all, I am not their PR man. The other night it took me nearly an hour to list the achievement of Washi when we were there talking under the tree by bubblegum. But you know what? Say what you want to say. But in my book, like Tina Turner would say, he is simply the best. Washi, I never dedicate nothing to you. I can dedicate this song to you. Never the best. Simply the best. I'll ask my DJ to pull it up right now. Simply the best. Let's go, Mr. DJ. Simply the best.
simply the best. Uh, and I'll back that up any day, any night. <laughs> Talking about stimulus. For all of you asking me, when the stimulus going to be ready? You think I'm the Minister of Finance? <laughs> I know Minister of Finance. But anyway, the supplementary appropriation, you know, having been met, they laid it, the House, uh, when they met last week, and the uh, Appropriation Committee went through it. So there will be a meeting of the House tomorrow when the bill ex is expected to be passed. And I'm sure a bill like this will have unanimous support unanimous support. No doubt about it. And so uh, information reaching me is that by the end of next week checks should be ready. I guess they're going to do it in batches so that doesn't mean all can get it at the same time. That's almost impossible. All right. Uh, hippie, don't dance too quickly. <laughs> but stimulus coming, boy. Money coming. Yes. Anyway, let me rest my voice. I'm going to ask my technical operator to pull that up one more time. Simply the best. And after that, the phone lines will be open. You could give your comments on anything I have said. Challenge me. I'm up to it. Ask any question you wish.
So good morning to my good friend Georgina Styles. To my good friend Georgina Styles over there in Florida and uh, other members of the diaspora, wherever you happen to be, whether in the United States, the United Kingdom, or the wider Caribbean, wherever you are, good morning to you. This is Expressions of the People's Show. I'm going to open the phone lines in just a minute. But having given Washi uh, such high marks, I got a little bit of advice. And the next show, can I like share this thing around? I got some advice for the opposition. What they need to do to make themselves relevant. And how they could pick up a few seats in the next election. Now they're going to make some PNP vex. <laughs> But oh yes, like last night, you know, we were talking uh, by Herbert about some old cultural stuff. And you know, sometimes you all listen to music but don't catch the drift. And we talk about Bob Marley's song, You Light the Fire, I Push the Wood, You Light the Fire, and so on and so on. And many of you will, you know, you interpret them songs in some different ways. But you know, many years ago, I know for sure in Middle Caicos, when things like match were scarce, you would keep a piece of logwood burning through the night, just like Bob Marley said. So it was not unusual the following day, some children would come to my mother and say, my mommy said, please send a piece of fire. <laughs> Serious thing, you know, send a piece of fire. So what you would do now, you would take a smaller piece of wood and put it to that log, and when it's lit, the child will carry that home, and he'll be blowing on it to keep that fire lit. Some of you younger ones don't know nothing about that. Yes. So when you hear that song again, I push the wood, and you light the fire, whatever it is, that's what they're talking about, about, all right? Some of your mind is good some other way around. <laughs> but anyway, that's it. Now, so here's the, the advice for Washi and his government. And I know one prominent member of the House is tuned in. Yeah, I didn't call her name. But she complimented me on this show today. And she said, you had a good show today. So I asked her, I say, my show ain't good every day. So she say, she say, even if only to swell my head. She say, every day when you're on, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Well, the point I say, R.I.G., is what ain't good for one, maybe good for the other. Some people don't like turbid fish. You know turbid fish? The trigger fish? What they call it, turbid? But other people like it. Some people don't like men's shark. But man, that's like steak on some other people's dish. So, you know, there it is. All right. Here I go now with my little advice for washing them. Then after that, I go open the phone line. If you all could take care of the water situation in Grand Turk... and land a decent hotel 
which would result in airlift. Hey man, you will be rolling on the river for a long time. In Grand Turk. If you could take care of the dump in Providencialis, and if you could fix the healthcare system, then I can tell you, you will be like a tree planted by the water. And I ain't talking about salt water. Now, where do you stay on all your successes? If you could do that, I tell you, you got it. You got it. Now, whether I hear or not, I want you all to remember what Robert Hall say. Because sometimes Robert Hall does talk good sense among some of the nonsense he might say. All right? Check it out. Now, the number to call is one nine hundred twenty two twenty two zero zero seven. As Bill John used to say, a promise is a promise. I promise you can have the open line. Allow you now to make your response to what I have to say. Whether you agree or disagree, that's quite all right. I put my piece out there. It's now your turn. There might be something that you want to touch on and I ain't touch on. This is now your turn. Because when I leave here now, don't ask me to conduct another expression wherever. This is your turn. Let's see who will be the first on this Monday morning. one 900 Good morning, Cuds. How's the cricket going? Uh, West Indies, one day they don't like the weather. One day they do good, next day they do bad. Uh, before you start speaking, caller, please make sure your radio is turned down. All right? I keep reminding you all, you can hear yourself on your phone. You need not listen to the radio. It just dis disturbance. Caller, go right ahead. These thoughts on the South Ramp, the South Ramp and, and Grand Talk by Jack Sack. Please, we need it bad. Thank you. Thank you very much for calling that one. I rode that donkey before. I call on the government to fix that ramp thereby Brother Talbot's little fish plant because the fishermen have to go at great cost to pull their boats out of the sea. Now that one day I'm going to show you the next election but will sure make the boaters happy. All right. Good morning. Caller, go right ahead. Good morning. Good morning. Mr. Hall, you, you, you have such great advice for leaders of country. I don't know what I'm saying. Mr. Hall, let me ask. No, uh, listen to me. Let me understand me. How come you have such great, great vision for certain things in this country, Mr. Hall, and you're sitting down in a studio their expressions. Can you answer that for me? Well, the point is, 
a man only has one vote and I could only vote for myself but the impression I get is that the PNP don't want me in the house and by extension I kind of get the feeling that a lot of people don't want me there so I say well you know what let me just express myself on expressions okay yeah. That's fair enough. Okay, I want to say a few things about Honorable Washington and Messick, leader of this country. Uh, all, uh, I, I want to make three points about Honorable Washington and Messick. You can make four if you want. Okay. Uh, well, well, I, can, I can remember when I first came, came back to the Turks and Caicos Islands, from the Bahamas. And uh, he was the leader. He's a, he's a, he was a man. He was a man. He was a chief minister man. Chief minister man. And we were down in Provo, and uh, we was trying to form this union. You know, I don't know who called Jolly. He called Jolly, me, and many other Turks and Caicos Islanders, right? He was trying to form this union into the labor board, into the Turks and Caicos Islanders. And we invite Corner and White Donald Washington Missick to come and join us. So listen to what we have to say. He was, he was the leader of the country at that time, and he said he would come. This is the only disappointment that I had about Washington, Honorable Washington, because I've known him. So, and uh, listen, but he didn't show up, but the meeting went on anyhow, anyhow, okay, without him. He was disappointed he didn't show up, but I, I, I can understand why he didn't show up in a sense. Because he was the leader of the country, then I don't, I don't know the circumstances around right, why he didn't show up. He just didn't show up, Mr. Wall. Next point I want to leave with all the last I was in Poop Deck sometime and, uh, when I came to the country. And he said, I never heard that you were a good painter. And uh, I, I've done some painting around my face. He was living in the country then. I would like for you to come down there and give a couple of hands to these guys. And uh, we went down there. I went down there. Uh, uh, and we 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 the place where he's living in. I and many other Turks and Caicos Islanders. I said that to citizens of the There's only two politicians in the whole that have let me and uh, the residents. It's Honorable Washington Music and David Wallace. They said we were called at Senator Beach in Grand Bahama. Then David Wallace came to look for me. And me and many other guys went up there and paint his residence but he, where he was living in. And now, uh, I said to say that there are some people in this world, in our society, from not just leadership, who will trust you. Trust you. Leave in, leave in the place. If you leave us in the place, whatever you guys want to eat, cook what you want to eat. I mean, that's, 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 that's the kind of person he was. As well as David Wallace, Mr. Hall. That's far memories of him. Next point. Far as the stimulus was all. So Washington Metric lost his seat. He was out of government for a while. Came back with opposition as a whole. And uh he's in even honorable Charlene, this is how many heated arguments in the House of Assembly. If you are teaching his eye and listening, you will know that. Heated arguments, many old times. But that's politics, that's all. That is politics. That's the way the country functions, eh? Now, 
But you, you, you gotta really want to know that whether the person that leave the country, whether are they doing the things that are bringing bring the things to enhance the lives of Turks and Kyrgyz Islanders or not. Shirley, uh, Shirley was doing a good job at that time. She's doing a good job. And uh, so she's so, to, to make all this story short, or she lost her seat, of all. And, and she left a lot of money behind. But at the time, she didn't use the options that she had. But all, she, the senior citizens, Ms. Hall, to take some gig of islands. The senior citizens. I'm not talking about just now, senior she used to be along your father and my father. Been long before she leaves. Put down the foundations in the Turks and Caicos Islands. Hard working people, that's all. Sort industry. Whatever had to be done, they've done it. And paved the way for us. And then we come along and we can build on it, that's all. And was I don't know, maybe he had the vision to recognize that. And he didn't say I would give some tricks in his islands. Islands is stimulus. He didn't say that. Every text in Kagan's Islander will get a thousand dollars. That's what he said. That's what they said to me. He didn't say S O L E. He didn't say P and P's. He didn't say P D M. He said, he didn't say people Democratic Alliance. Every takes in King Islander will get a thousand dollars. Because he recognized the economic crisis at that time. So, before the economic crisis was, I mean, the crisis was, was, was taking, was carrying us under. And he recognized your know, people were in need. He recognized that. There's a hole. And he knocked the ball out of the park. That's all. And he come back. He come back again. I'm giving five hundred dollars. Our money, you know. He recognizes our money. Give you five hundred dollars, okay? And he, he watching. He, he watching the that goes to go along. The prices are high. The like, cost of living. He, he focusing on those things. That's a leader supposed to do. Recognizing there are people that are in need. I will give you another stimulus. To help you in this crisis. So, good morning to you. Thank you very much, Brother Kennedy. <laughs> I smile at some of your comments, as well as what I received from a good friend who said, referring to uh, the ones that I wrote, I mentioned about from Jiggs to Washington, and he said that was a very good outline for the book entitled the premiers of the TCI from Jiggs to Washi. <laughs> well, anyway, the phone lines are open. The number to call is one nine hundred let us have some fun. I'm having fun on this Monday. What about you? Are you really enjoying the show? Uh, come on, I spent a, a long time uh, putting my thoughts together on that one from Washi, from Jags to Washi. And it, it's really, although in some cases humorous, it's really my honest opinion. And as you can see, some of them are factual. They, they, they cannot be contested. Because I, 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 for one, 
believe that our history must be recorded and must be recorded accurately. Of course, if I was writing a book, some of the things that I say there, I wouldn't say uh, like I said it. Because again, like I said, uh, for the future generations, uh, when they took a, take up a book on our history, they should see certain facts. The number to call is one nine hundred twenty two twenty two zero zero seven. Sometime you ask for the time, I give it to you. Let's make use of it, because mind you, I could always go on. Caller, go right ahead. Yeah, morning, Mr. How are you doing? I am pretty good. Nice to hear you, Suffer. What's up? Morning, Mr. Giggis. Yes, it was great with uh, the Honorable Premier and his team has done with uh, uh, the, the, you know everything going up, stuff like that, cost of living. But what I was looking for behind that, behind that uh, announcement was the long term, because these bills ain't just come and they ain't gonna stop right now. The long term, but I feel my personal life feel like should have been said also it's we are looking at minimum wage not living wage because the government still is going to be in debt with living wage right because all of the bills can fall back on them again but it's good to give the stimulus at this point in time but on the way moving forward hmm, minimum wage needs to be discussed it needs to be categorically realized right can't give everybody, you know, the 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 uh, the, the nine dollars or ten dollars you can you can you can you can, you can uh, that we are looking for uh, thing, but you got to put in and put it in categories. But we need to hear something about minimum wage because bills ain't gonna stop and things ain't going on. You can't give stimulus every 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 time. All right, thank you. Have a good day. What you think about that? Thank you very much now whether one refers to minimum wage or living wage and I like the term living wage it is not a quick fix and a number of factors have to be taken into consideration because every action has a reaction for instance, some countries do it sector by sector, while others just give an outright flat minimum wage. Like in our case, it's $6.25. I think in the Bahamas, they came up with a minimum wage, I think, of $250 a week. So in other words, no one should be making under that sum. I do not have specific recommendations at this stage and I await government leading the way on this. I know that they are already exploring that matter. How soon Will they make a decision? I'm in no position to say. But I agree with all concern that that is something that needs to be looked at. And uh, while looking at a living wage, 
or minimum wage, whichever one you want to call it, explore whether through dialogue and agreement, like the Bayesian government has been able to do with the Chamber of Commerce and the private sector, <clears throat> to place a lid somewhat on prices. Because if you even say $9 an hour, and there aren't some checks and balances as far as prices are concerned, the price increase could very well erode the little gains you may have, may have made with an increase in minimum wage. I hope you appreciate what I am saying. Thanks ever so much for your comment. The number to call is one 9222 You may make your comments on any of the matters that I have raised, or it could be something entirely new. We have a caller. The caller on my cell phone. Please call back in a minute after the after the other one. Okay, thank you. This is expressions. Caller, go right ahead. Greetings to you, Mr. Hall and all in a wonderful and matchless great spa, great God and King Jesus Christ. Mr. Hall, I did suppose to uh, before I make my comments on the subject at hand or we raised earlier. I did suppose to call you from last week, Wednesday, to support your advice to the Minister of Finance 100% with regards to seeing that those persons that never uh, gotten their, their first out of stimulus, the $500 or what have you, to make sure that they get it. Several weeks ago, I ran into someone by a particular business establishment here in Provo, and uh, this person said to me that they haven't received their $500 stimulus yet. They're still waiting on it. So uh, I, tr I trust that uh, if, you, if, you haven't, if they haven't received the 500 then how that particular person or persons can receive the uh, 1000 I think I heard the Minister of Finance say he's been making some provision where people that didn't receive it could receive it. And I hope that be the case. I was supposed to call you and, and support that advice to him 100%. Uh, earlier, when I heard you said you can give advice to the Premier on 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 terms of you know being reelected and and to the uh, to the opposition, I said to myself, you must you must you want to get fired off of of expressions by giving advice to the opposition to how to win some more seats. You know that I can you. I know of a man who rumpled some feathers and he was in a lot of trouble, so beware of that. But however, I heard you mention, when you mentioned that uh, the sheriff uh, quiet and the minister's not being on the radio, I couldn't help but, but to uh, recall the actions of the uh, former Premier Cartwright uh, when she had her ministers uh, came on expression and, and, and inform the public of their accomplishment and their various ministry. And this the premier, this current premier, during campaign time, he promised, right? He promised the people that 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 they will meet with them they will have town hall town hall meeting regularly with them. Now that's that's a promise. All right? It's simple as that yes I mean I believe it's much easier uh, for the ministers to, to, to come on expression 
tend to have town hall meetings. I believe that is uh, much easier and less costlier. So they should deliver on something, man. Uh, thanks, somebody. Thank you very much, Jonathan. Now, they're delivering, in fairness to them, delivering on a number of things. But yes, I would like to see them deliver on those town hall meetings or even coming here on expressions. I don't like to beat the drum too much because I don't want to give the impression like this is the only show in town or this is the only way for them to get their points across. But I'll return to the subject. Other callers, just hold on a minute because there's someone calling uh, directly on my phone and I like to give them the opportunity. Caller, go right ahead. Hey, good morning, Mr. How are you doing, sir? I am fine, my brother, and how are you? Interesting conversation. Um, one thing I wanted to highlight, and I speak more from the public sector perspective because I, I think I'm a bit more knowledgeable there. One of my concerns is that government policy directly contributes to the cost of living with regard to public office. I can explain my position. The government has already specified allowances and the caps with regards to the allowances that public officers receive in regards to the execution of the official function. Now, as you know, public officers, depending on the type of job you have, you're mandated to be transferred into different particular sectors or different islands to perform functions. Now, with that particular cap, right, that cap in every instance isn't reviewed on a yearly basis. It's renewed when the government so decide to, or when the government decides that that's an area of priority, they look at it. But it, it's disadvantageous to public officers in the sense that I may be in one economy where the cost of living is reflective or within the scope of the allowances that are provided. So then you transform me out of that environment into a new environment where um, the cost of living is significantly higher in terms of even trying to secure proper housing. Let's say somebody being transferred from Grand Job, South Cakes, Provo, I mean North Cakes, into a Provo environment where the market rate for, for, for rental accommodation is significant comparative to what government is even offering as an allowance and then what the market value is in one of the other islands. And so what I'm saying is that government has to take into context that, listen, it's public offices, whether they like it or not, that are more directly responsible for these type of increases that we see. Because they're the ones physically doing the work. They're the ones going out there, customs and immigration and everybody enforcing these things to make sure that these revenues are, are, are realized and what have you. So I understand that the policy initiative is driven by the minister. But I, I think they need to understand that even in this public way, even in this whole wage and this whole living wage consideration, they have to consider the fact that we live in an archipelago. We are the price differentials with regards to rental and every other thing is fluctuating continuously. And I think we need to sit down and review this thing more strategically in terms of maybe every by year versus the long period of time that we take in terms of looking at these because it, it's putting people in hardship. Because like I said, maybe a consideration could be Mr. Hall, if you're in a current lease arrangement, rental people who provide rental accommodation shouldn't be able to increase your rent by more than the rate of inflation. Thing is, you're only getting the rate of inflation as a as a salary increase. Now, I don't. I'm not saying that the market forces shouldn't come into play when you're moving into a new lease. The man should be able to charge you with the market rate is for rent. But if I'm already in a rental lease, you shouldn't be able, as a consumer, I mean, as a provider, rental provider, to just jack up my rent by six, seven hundred dollars, way more than the the, the 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 rate of inflation, simply because 
the, the market rate demands that. Now, yes, if I come in from outside and I've never rented with you and I want to go on a rental agreement, then I, I can accept the fact that I would need to pay the market rate. But there has to be some protection for the consumers, especially in an environment where government is mandating um, the terms of your employment in the sense that they are determining what remuneration you receive, they're determining the housing allowance rates that you receive, and in many instances, is not reflective of market rates. So if the government allowed the market rates to run helter-skelter without any regulation, then it's disenfranchising people that are employed by them, that are mandated to move, to travel, to work in these environments because the government mandates it. And so there must be certain protections put in place to govern how they deal with people that are employed by government because directly the government influences your income. And by that, the government can mandate and put you in a very, very challenging situation, especially police officers and other officers. Imagine the police, the government giving you $700 and then force you to go to Provo, mandate that you got to go down there to work. And now you're dealing with a rental situation of almost $2,500. So again, these are the areas that we as citizens want to see some more government interest. Not so much in the bigger issues, but in the day-to-day bread and butter issues. Just like you say, that affecting us. All right. Thank you very much. I'm going to ask my callers, just give me two minutes to clear the deck, so to speak, because the number of matters I want to respond to. Now, of course, I support an increase of salary for civil servants, particularly in the middle and lower bracket. I am satisfied that the upper bracket individuals, permanent secretaries and directors, um, they, their salaries are fairly good. But many down the middle and the lower bracket, they should be increased. With regards to the allowances, um, I take issue with one thing that you said, and perhaps um, maybe you overlooked something. If I do agree that rentals would vary from island to island, for instance, if you can rent a, a, a one-bedroom apartment in Salt Key or Grand Turk or South Caicos for $600 a month, you dug and sure can't expect to find that in Providenciales. Okay? But where you or government has entered into a contract with an individual, let's say for two or three years, for a stipulated sum, be it a thousand, be it eight hundred dollars, that landlord cannot unilaterally increase that rental irrespective of inflation because that is a legally binding agreement. Now, of course, if government wants to agree to a renegotiation, then fine. And I would think, then, if government wants to renegotiate uh, a lower term, depending on the circumstances, then that should be the same. But the important point here is, if there is an agreement in place, that landlord cannot unilaterally increase the rent. But other than that, I agree with the majority of your arguments. And um, Jonathan... I have sent several documents to the Ministry of Finance on behalf of individuals, and I don't say this to seek no praise, no, but just to help some of those who had difficulties in getting their stimulus. 
Some of them have told me since that they have, and there are a few who still haven't. And I will urge the minister to kindly uh, have his permanent secretary and those make sure that every individual who is eligible get what is theirs. When I was talking about the basket items that government was providing duty-free, I forget to mention perhaps one of the things the citizens can do, families can do. For example, if there are three, four brothers or sisters on an island, why not get together and import your stuff? so that you can benefit from that exemption. Because then all you have to do on those basic food items and essential supplies is to pay your freight. You see, we Turks and Caicos Islanders need to learn from some of the others. I watch some of the Haitian people with their stores. They would bring in a large container and split it. You know, we need to be able to work together. But everybody believe in this. Well, me, myself, and I. If you really want to capitalize on the good efforts of the government, then that's the way to go. I'm not sure that going to the suppliers, the supermarkets, the hardware stores, you will maximize the benefit that you can get. Therefore, I suggest, as far as possible, for this several months that is allowed, go out and... Oh, you don't even have to go, because everything could be done online these days. You don't can't do it. You've got children to do it. Because these children today, they know computer and this and that, the back of the dog and hand. Okay? That is what I would recommend. I don't want to take up all the time, just in case there are others who want to call in, because we only have another eight minutes to go. Funny how time slips away. The number to call is one nine hundred twenty two twenty two zero zero seven. 7 Your opportunity to comment on anything that I talked about, or you can raise a question or make a comment on Things that I may not have raised. All right? This is your opportunity. You ask for it from time to time, you have it. This is Expressions coming to you every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Except like when the House is meeting, other committees or other important matters are being broadcast. Please turn your radio down, though, first of all, caller. And go right ahead. Good morning, Robert. Uh, this is Gary. Uh, you know, I, I want to comment on how humble Washington is. Washington is a very humble leader, and I, I discovered it with him from time to time. And he's doing a pretty good job. Well, he's, he's very humble. Go right ahead. I say I admire how humble Washington is and his leadership. Correct. And I think he, he's doing a pretty good job. Okay. 
thanks very much for your viewpoint. Okay. Uh, great. The number to call is one nine hundred twenty two twenty two zero zero seven. Sometimes, you know, and I don't want anybody to pretend, but sometimes if you compliment your leaders, uh, you might get even more. Get them. It's encouraging. Uh, caller, go right ahead. Yeah, Mr. Uh, me again. Listen, uh, you left out. You left out uh, dealing with the illegal troops uh, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the smuggling. Uh, leave that. If, if, if they could try and put a, 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 a serious halt on that, yeah, you know, it would be, it would be great. But but the dumb situation, in all the other situations, you hit the ball right uh, you know, right on the park, like can uh, say. You know, but that really needs to be, you know, put in some type sort of law, right? To, 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 to in some deterrent, the, 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 uh, the smugglers. Not the people. The people don't want to come anyway, right? But some sort of uh, penalty, serious penalty, because, you know, if, like, like, for instance, I always say, if any boat or anything be found in our waters or, or, or things, you just, you know, don't you want uh, another 50 or 100 bucks a minute? Anybody come short or anything? Come on, you, you got you to send these people a serious message. And that's what no government is doing. Huh? You know the thing that all these people trying to bring to, 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 to the table? They kill that because of politics, right? Uh, again, power. But, uh, you know, as from there, nothing else. No other government. Uh, you uh, you, you, you got to talk about that. Try and deal with the thing. You go there, you talk to Haiti, over and over and over. In the oil government, in the United too. Hmm? They can't come up. They, they don't help, right? But then they put the burden on other countries, right? Are you sure if you listen to the honorable Premier, uh, Prime Minister of the Bahamas speech and say they tried to make him uh, ask them to sign something, but nobody want, uh, we call it United Nations, this, uh, this one, that one. Nobody want to take the bill. They want all the little small countries to take the bill, right? What about them big countries and stuff? Hmm? That's just my uh, thing. I had to add to, add to uh, your list. Thanks very much. Very important matter. Very important matter. And like you insinuated, it's pointless really negotiating with Haiti. You know, because they don't have the will to enforce their own laws in Haiti let alone preventing Haitians from leaving the country, going elsewhere and put placing a burden on other people, you know. And as for uh, the Haitians uh, uh, coming here, I would submit that the vast majority do not intend to come to Turks and Caicos as such, but really heading for the United States. But some of them do end up here. And um, unfortunately, some of our unscrupulous Turks and Caicos Islanders aid and abet that illegal human smuggling trade. Many of them do so in the cover of dark. And because Haiti is just 90 miles to the south, they could easily leave overnight and come back in the morning. Just like the smugglers used to do, go down to Colombia, put on a load and come back you know, before morning. Caller, go right ahead. Mr. Hall, two quick comments. Uh, just to be clear and for the record, you, you remember I said from the beginning of expression, when extraction, expression resumed, I said I had always wondered when, when the, this current PNP was 
campaign and, and when they said they're going to deliver the people, I wonder how they're going to do that. And remember, I said, I see how they are doing that in a small way and they should continue doing that. Well, my position ain't changed about that. So I, I, I ain't uh, complaining about nothing of it with regards to what they're doing or what they are not doing. But I just expect that when a man make a promise, he, he should fulfill it. And on the other hand, finally, I was surprised when you mentioned all of those things that the government should, this current government should do to to, uh, to win another election. You didn't mention nothing about uh, the crime that is, the census crime that has taken place in this country, the illegal immigrants, and finally, the Intel Canada situation. Thanks, man. Bye. Thank you. Jonathan, I did say the health care system, and health care system encompasses interhealth. I did not say much or anything about the crime. You're right about that. And uh, what I do know is that the government, successive governments, in my view, have been doing their best in terms of supporting the police, provide the budgetary uh, allocations, etc., etc. Now, there are some crimes that no matter what you do, you could hardly prevent. It's something like in the United States, despite the various layers and layers of protection, when they want to assassinate a president, they do so. God forbid that they should contemplate doing any more, you know. And similarly, if somebody wants to kill you, there's no police could really, really protect you. But, again, the citizenry, the government, the police... They all have to collectively do what needs to be done to stem that ugly tide. We have yet another caller. Go right ahead, caller. Mr. Hall, good morning. Listen, I, I think sometimes you've got to remember to compliment the last administration, too, because there's many things that was done on the Australian administration that they helped develop. Kicks and Kicks Islands, sure, the islands. Grand Cake, Grand Cake, and then the water problem. For, for one time, water problem was wicked on the whole administration. It was wicked until for a while, but it just kind of seems to get it right. That's a problem. So she had done many things on her administration too, uh, as much as you say, bringing her minister, maybe some ministers come to speak to the nation and answer questions, because they are the servants. And she has done that. And uh, like Mr. Mr. Jonathan Gardner said, uh, that's something to be highlighted. Because whenever you get hired for, by the people of the Pigs and Giggles Islands, you become the servants. And there are questions to be answered. And what better way to answer them by coming to expressions and sitting down and speaking to the people in the Pigs and Giggles Islands. Those people... We talk about uh, the communities that you serve, Ms. Hall. Good morning. Thanks very much. Um, we're out of time. I'll just read these last two comments. Uh, the person, whether it was intended for radio or just for me personally, said, while she steps down, who will become leader premier? I'll answer that another time. <laughs> 
I agree that, and he says, I agree that this administration can be in for a long time, but meeting with the people, transparency and constitution must be addressed. Yes, the constitution is a very important thing. Uh, although, mind you, I don't necessarily think it will be a election winner or loser, as the case might be, because our people are quite undecided in terms of the direction they want to go. It will take bold leadership and vision to lead them forward. Uh, we are very much out of time, Mr. Kennedy, with reference to complimenting the Charlene Cartwright administration. I promise you, I will dig up in my archive and see what I could find, okay? Thank you very much. I want to thank all of my callers <laughs> and those who just simply sat back and uh, perhaps enjoyed the show. Uh, thank you very much. I've had a, a swing of a time, believe you me. I've had a great time here on Expressions. <laughs> so join me again on Wednesday, God Spares Life, when we will have yet another very informative and interesting Expressions. Have yourselves a great day. <laughs>